Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, December 15th. And in today's episode, uh, if you haven't already noticed, there's been pictures all over online. Amway Center is officially done. It has been taken down. It's been reported that the Orlando Magic will have a new naming rights for their their home, their arena, that we should be hearing soon. And we're going to talk in details about some of the names that you know the fan base creatively have came out with. You got Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr. that may be returning soon. And then, obviously, our, our up-and-coming clash with our our favorite villains, the Boston Celtics. But before we get into those topics, just a quick word from our sponsors. Um, Bet online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including News for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. A lot of magic content to really talk about. A lot of magic um, uh, news that, that's out there that we're going to touch base on, but um, obviously, before we we really deep dive into it, we have some new content that's coming out, and we're really excited to announce. Al, uh, let's let's talk about our IG subscriptions. Yeah, man. If you guys have not heard about this, and I'm sure many of you have already, if you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, you've seen that we've launched our new HQ subscription uh, service through Instagram. All that means is we decided to basically um, take away. Our Patreon offer. We say, you know what? Patreon is a different website. It's a different thing that we're doing. It's making it more complicated. Why not make it simpler for our audience? So basically, we said, let's go ahead and use Instagram, which is our main base. That's where we post all of our updates. We're always constantly updating news, um, game results. Everything goes into our Instagram. So we said, hey, let's go ahead and use that as our hub going forward. So if you want to get to know us, you want to get more magic content, that is the way you want to do it. So it's five bucks a month and it gets you guys a members only group chat. It gets you also 20% off select magic home games. So if you're thinking of coming to Mway, actually not Mway anymore, the new arena uh, coming up here in December <laughs> or in January, let us know. We'll get you guys the discount code, the link to the tickets. Um, you also have access to our monthly Q and a with myself, Steven, Anthony. So again, we'll look forward to seeing you guys there. And more stuff, such as exclusive posts, stories, reels, so a lot of great stuff. If you're a Magic fan, you like what we do, you want to support us, that is a way of doing it. Um, just keep in mind that everything that we do goes right back to you guys. All this money that we're collecting is going to go right back to you guys in the form of giveaways. And speaking of giveaways, our first one is actually live now. If you join our HQ subscription benefits this particular month, you will qualify to win an Orlando Magic City Edition jacket. And Anthony, do you have that pulled up there on your phone so we can show people on YouTube what that looks like? Yeah, if you, um, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, this jacket is absolutely fire. It is ridiculous. I might have to get it myself uh, for me. But jacket is awesome. There's been a lot of um, a lot of people that have hit us up in the DMs as well, messages about our HQ hats. We're giving out three of those yep. um, to to the you know, during our giveaways. So it's a good, it's a good way to be able to support the podcast, support the HQ. Um, again, this is what allows us to, to be able to continue doing what we're doing um, as well as being able to bring more content and, and more giveaways in the future. Yes, sir. So again, if you guys are interested in doing it, go into, go to our Instagram Orlando magic HQ, there's a subscription button, click on that. And again, it's only five bucks a month to join. And again, join the conversation, get to know us. We look forward to seeing you guys there. Yep. Also, Orlando Magic HQ, um, our writer, Luke, had an exclusive interview with Gogo Batazzi, um, that is 
up and available now. It's an awesome, awesome read where you really get to see and hear and learn of Gogo's journey from before the NBA and then getting into the NBA and kind of how it sums up his journey of getting to where he is now. So really, really great read. Make sure you check it out, OrlandoMagicHQ.com. All right, enough with the housekeeping. Can we talk about Magic Basketball? So since we last, last, last spoke, um, we we missed a lot of games, man. We never got a chance to talk about the nine-game winning streak that the Magic had, followed by an absolute collapse against the Brooklyn Nets. For whatever strange reason, uh, we just don't match up well with Brooklyn. Brooklyn has our number. This is not just one game. It's now two games. It's a very small sample size, but we have been struggling with the Nets. Magic had an awesome opportunity to break their franchise record of winning 10 games in the row, in a row, and it just didn't happen. Um, I'll be honest with you, Brooklyn is one team that I want, would like to stay as far away from as possible um, in the postseason because uh, we, we just struggle against them. Um, followed by Cleveland, um, which was another tough loss, 121-111. So after the Magic going on a nine-game winning streak, well, we end up losing two in a row. Um, this is a game where <clears throat> we saw Jalen Suggs ended up getting injured, um, and it was it was a it was a pretty bad scare. It was a pretty bad scare. But however, Paulo Bancaro, that was a game where he had a career night, scoring forty two points in that loss. Magic were able to bounce back and and win the next game against Detroit. Um, we end up beating Cleveland one of four ninety four. Um, there's a moment where we get another scare. Paulo Bancaro ends up going down. And it looked initially a lot worse than what it was. He ended up returning back into the game. Um, there was a moment that we even saw Jalen Suggs say a, play, uh, say a prayer for his teammate. And that must have been the world's strongest prayer because that, that boy came back um, and and is still you know, he- healthy to continue. It wasn't anything too bad. We know for a fact that you know if Jalen Suggs goes down, right, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay to where we're, we're going to be able to compete. If Paulo Bancaro, Franz Wagner goes down, I'm a little more concerned, if I'm being 100% honest. So glad to see Paulo back. Glad to see that Jalen's okay. Um, and we, we have some really upcoming games. But um, how, how, how grateful are you to see that we, we got players that they don't, they don't just go down. They find a way to come back, and, and they want to come back, and they, they want to compete at, at this level. Dude, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland, but like it brought back memories. If you guys remember a couple of years back when Markel first suffered his ACL injury, it was against Cleveland. And then last week's game, it was Jalen Suggs going down, ankle injury, looked bad. Thankfully, he's back healthy right away. And then this game, we saw Joe Ingles in the first half actually go down. That looked bad. Thankfully, he was able to come back in the game, followed by Paolo. Same thing. And to your point, that Paolo one looked really bad. Like while I was sitting in my chair, in my seats at the arena, you could hear him screaming when he went down. And I'm like, oh my God. Like my first reaction was ACL, something really, really bad because you don't hear players usually scream like that when they, when they go down. Uh, but thankfully, man, again, that, that prayer by Jalen Suggs, whatever it was, it worked because Paolo came back to close out the game. We ended up winning, getting the win. Um, but I got to ask you, man, how, how does it feel to not only go to that nine-game winning streak, that was amazing. We go down twice, Brooklyn, Cleveland, but then we actually bounce back. And I mean, I don't know about you, but it doesn't feel like there's any game that we go into that I don't think we're going to win. How does it feel to kind of have that feeling again? Because it's been a while for us that we've gone into a season, a game, thinking we're going to win tonight, every single night. How's that feeling for you? Yeah, I don't know if we spoke about it in other episodes, but I I think that you know, Kevin Garnett probably summed it up the best where, where he says, you know, when you're playing against the magic, you can't go out, you can't go out and have a cigar. can't have a good time. You, you got to come to these games prepared. And I think that uh, for me, the initiative has always been that right for a long time. We've lost respect, um, you know, to, in, in regards to the rest of the league, nobody respected us. Nobody took us serious. Everyone knew that, you know, you can rest one of your best players. This is a, a, a break because you can rest your best players. You still get a, a win and then you go about your day. And now that's not, that's not the case. People have to game plan against us. They know that, you know, it's not just Paulo Bancaro. Paulo Bancaro, we know is, is the name, right? But Franz Wagner, 
That's that's again, it's Batman and Batman. You you got to worry about two of them. But oh wait, there's more. You have to worry about Coy Anthony off the bench. Uh, but wait, now you have J- you have Jalen Suggs. Hey, he's a defensive monster, so you have to game plan about that. And then you still have Jonathan. I- There's so many different factors that you know. It's not we don't win every game the same, right? Every game is somebody else that's really stepping up and and can really put a lot of hurt on on or put a lot of pressure on the team's defense, uh, put a lot of pressure on the team's offense. So it's it's. It's fun to watch because there's no point in time, especially in the first half, outside of those games against Brooklyn, maybe Cleveland had me a little more concerned as well. But um, besides those games, if the Magic are down, I'm not worried. I'm not worried because I have a lot of faith in our second unit. I'm not worried because I have a lot of faith um, in our defense. And I'm not worried because we are learning finally to respond to these runs. And that's been the biggest thing that was probably frustrating for me last season is that we would play well, they go on runs, and then that's it. Game game's over. So the team is maturing. We're learning from our mistakes. We're playing our brand of basketball. Um it's not perfect. We're not playing perfect basketball. We're making our mistakes. We still have young guys that make our mistakes, but teams are respecting us the national media is respecting us maybe the things they're saying aren't 100 percent accurate but cut them some slack they've been out the game for a minute right they they pay no attention to us at all now they're starting to now they have to right so i think from that perspective it's 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 what gives me that that good feeling inside knowing that that respect factor has grew tremendously uh wendell carter jr was on the pod squad recently and they were talking about free agency um and and kind of where like there's there's hype around orlando where people outside of the orlando magic organization have told wendell carter jr that they they wouldn't mind playing for the orlando magic right there's a lot of great things happening here there's a lot of awesome things happening here um doc rivers was talking about his his when he was coaching the magic days and he was trying to recruit grant hill you know, some of the ways that he was trying to recruit Grand Hill while Grand Hill was playing for, you know, the Pistons was, you know, 80 degrees, no state taxes, right? There's so much, or the Orlando Magic have so much going for them that literally the missing key was winning basketball games. The missing key was having talent. The missing key was a direction. Uh, I know that the Magic front office, they don't like this word, but this is what it is. The Magic now have a culture, and the culture is fighting on the defensive end, playing together, and we're seeing that come alive more and more every single day. And, you know, it's it's for the first time in a very long time, you know, it's it's something to be prideful for. Every single time, and I don't care how annoying it gets to my friends and family on social media, when the Magic end up posting the, the, the video with, with our yep, theme yep. song, I'm blasting it. I'm reposting. I'm I'm putting it on my story. I'm making sure that everyone knows that the Magic are winning, and we're winning often. And yep. it's 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 fun, man. It's a fun time to be a Magic fan. What about you? I mean, it's just so real to me to go from where we've been, right? Because again, we've been doing this podcast now four years. We had some good moments when we made the playoffs in 2019. That was fun, but that truly only lasted one year. Like between that crazy Vooch run and, and Michael Carter Williams and all that. And then it kind of went downhill from there because of injuries. Um, so we enjoyed it for what, 10 months, maybe 12 months. Then the pandemic happened and rebuild started. Yep. Um, prior to that, the Dwight years, right? Dwight, the, the Dwight rebuild, which never really happened. So it's been at least, what, 14, 15 years since we've been able to say, hey, man, the magic are good. People are noticing. I mean, think about the fact that we have the third best defense in the NBA. We're the third seed in the East today. We have one of the best starting lineups in the NBA when healthy, right? Like we know that when Markel and Wendell are there, we're one of the best starting lineups in this league. It's just crazy to me to think about how we've transitioned from, again, a rebuilding team to a really solid team in a matter of one off season. And guess what? Nothing changed. We haven't spent our money yet. We haven't traded any picks yet. We haven't done anything. We just, our front office kept telling us, allow us to develop. Let's allow these young guys to become who they're going to become in this league. And now we're seeing it. I mean, I think back to when we drafted Jalen Suggs and how hyped we were. The videos are there, a six-man show, our video, 
And Raptors fans keep laughing at us for enjoying it so much. But guess what? It's paying dividends now. You know, we, we deposit into an account, we earn dividends, and now here we are. We're enjoying the benefits of it because Jalen Suggs, man, is that guy. He's truly becoming that culture setter. I kept saying it, that Mark is smart for us. Like this dude just drives the crowd, drives the team to play harder. Like who? Like Marcus Smart when he was in Boston. So if he can be that guy for us, hit the open threes and play that solid defense every single night, guess what? He's doing it so far. Game changer for us. Um, so it's so real to me. I have to sometimes pinch myself and say, man, like this is really happening. Like the magic have really arrived. And guess what? Here we are. Paolo in France, averaging 20. Again, the best bench in the NBA. One of the best defenses in the NBA. Oh, and by the way, our offense is one of the best uh, actually, one of the teams now. I think we're 15th best offense in the NBA. That is surreal. Since 2011, we have not been less than in the 20 range. So it, it's crazy what's happening right now. Yeah, and I, we, we're going to talk about this topic um, a little bit later, but I, I want to bring it up now. So we're, we're a quarter in of the season, right? And yeah, sure, we, we can talk about who the MVP is. We We can kind of... You know, de- depending on your perspective, it could be Franz, it, it could be Paolo. Um, but I, I, I personally feel like someone that deserves a lot of that credit is is 100% Jalen Suggs. The way that people talk about Jalen Suggs this season was not how people were talking about Jalen Suggs last season. Nope. People were damn near disrespectful with the way that they were talking about Jalen uh, Suggs last season. And honestly, there was moments where people had points. People had concerns, and I'm not knocking anyone on that, no matter how disrespectful these comments were. But this is what this is what we talk about when it when it comes to to development. We knew that part of Jalen Suggs' issue was injuries, health. He missed he missed a lot of games last season. Last season he only played 53 games. The season before 48 games. Um, Jalen Suggs, he's having a way better of the beginning of, of, of the quarter, the beginning of the season. He's playing awesome basketball defensively. We already knew what he was able to do defensively. His three-point percentage, his shooting has drastically increased. First season, shot 21% from the three-point line. Second season, uh, he shot 32%. Now he's shooting at a 37% clip. Like, this dude is playing high-level basketball, and you love to see it because we we knew that if if Jalen can can really support Franz and, and Paolo, especially on the defensive end, we knew that you know this could be a core that could be successful, like really, really successful. And the fact that it took him a little longer, people started excluding him from that core. So I, I love I love the fact that people are now recognizing him because he he deserves it. He's worked on this game, um, and he's definitely a dif- uh, a difference maker for us. Yeah, I mean, you asked that question about the first quarter of the season MVP. There, there's no way that cannot be Jalen Suggs. But just to give you a different answer, just to kind of add some variety to our show, right? I'm gonna give it to Cole Anthony, another guy that, in my opinion. Again, we knew he was a scorer coming out of college. We knew he was a great player. And actually, we wa- I watched his draft at my house when we got him. And again, same thing. I was so excited about the fact that we drafted a scorer, finally. A guy that can just put the ball on the hoop. And guess what? Fast forward three, four years now. Here's Cole Anthony showing us why we were so excited. Because we saw that vision that, hey, this guy can be a guy you can give the ball to and say, hey, give me a bucket. He can go get it for us. Leading the bench in scoring. One of the best off-the-bench players in the NBA right now will definitely be in contention for six men of the year. I think that, to your point earlier, the Magic may go down 10. Our second unit comes in. And guess what? I feel more confident that we're going to cut into that deficit because there's not many NBA benches right now that can compete with ours. So honestly, when we go down six, seven, eight points and the bench comes in, I feel confident. And a big part of that is Cole Anthony. So I'm torn between the two, but just to be different, I'll say Cole Anthony's my MVP for the first half or the first quarter of the season. Um, but man, Jalen Suggs, in my opinion, has become a guy that you have to root for. Like this dude is doing so many little things on the court, playing so hard. But I love the fact that he's embraced the fact that he wants the, the Amway crowd to be a part of their success. He's cheering them on to be louder, to, to, to enjoy the success that we're seeing right now. I, I love every, every single thing about it. I love it. 
and it's one of is one of the greatest decisions. Like this is this is part of the reason why Coach Mose deserves some of, some of the recognition as well. the The fact that Cohen Anthony is able to strive with that second unit is because we're not messing with his role. We're not we're not adjusting it. He knows exactly every single night how many minutes he's going to play, when he's coming into the game, how he's going to impact the game. Cole Anthony has a green light to score the bucket. That that's that's what he does. He's he's a walking bucket. When he comes in with a second unit, his job is to score within the offense, right? But it's also giving him the green light to be able to create his own shot. And he does an awesome, awesome job in doing that. A lot of it also have to do I that man, I already know that when I hear. Hopefully Steven doesn't listen to this episode, but <laughs> a lot of it has to do with with the balance of of Joe Ingles and what he's been able to do. Joe Ingles, in his own way, he he impacts the second unit. His his playmaking ability, the way he he stretches the floor, people respect Joe Ingles and knows and knows what he does and what he brings to to the table. So, if if Joe Ingles is in the game, Gary Harris is in the game, even Cole Anthony, because Cole Anthony he's shooting about thirty six, thirty seven percent from the three point line. Um, our second unit shoots the clip better, and people are respecting it. Mo Wagner, he's another player that can stretch the ball out and and shoot. I'm not saying that we're we're an awesome three point shooting team. We know that there's there's some, you know, we 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 could do better, right? Um, but the the Magic are doing well. I think the biggest concerns with with a lot of people right now is what does that look like when Markell and Wendell Carter Jr comes back and is integrated back into this roster what does that look like we know that right now a lot of the pressure or the the playmaking or um the offense they're coming from our main guys they're coming from our core they're coming from Franz with Paulo whatever case may be but when Markel Foles gets back you know how much of that will will impact Paulo and Franz's game how much of of uh, Goga Patazzi no longer being in the starting lineup where, you know, a lot of his defensive presence helps the, the front rot, the, the, the rest of the players in our starting lineup, knowing that they have a player like Goga behind them. That is an awesome rim protector. Wendell Carter plays great team defense. I'm not saying that he, he won't have somewhat similar impacts, but we know that there's a difference when it comes to rim protection. How does that look like? And Great, we know that Wendell Carter, he he's your starting center. He's going to get integrated right away in the starting lineup. But then what do you do with Goga? How many minutes does Goga play? Like there there's are, are we really going to see ourselves, you know, playing, you know, 13, 14, 15 players? Like that's not that's not realistic. So, you know, coach Mose has has a lot to make decisions on. Um but let's be honest, these these are decisions that we want. The fact that we're even talking about Man, what are we gonna do with our third string point guard and our third string center? Goes to show you that this team really is deep. And for the first time in a long time, we're able to say, man, if one of our players were to go down, we at least have some level of a backup plan. When Paulo Bancaro went down, um, I was scared. I really thought it was something serious. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay. So we need to bring Jonathan Isaac back as soon as possible, or we need to bring Wendell Carter back as soon as possible, because although it won't be the same offensively, we still know that these are reliable players that can we can plug and play, and we know that nothing's no player is going to be able to, you know, replace or recover uh, what Paolo Bancaro is able to do. But you at least have some type of Plan B, Plan C, Plan in place in the event of these things happening. Because we know history has shown us that once our main guys go down, it's a wrap. Our season's over. Now we don't have to necessarily struggle about that. If, if something were to happen to Paolo or friends for, for a few weeks, man, if you saw what we did without our starting point guard and our starting center, imagine what we're able to do. You know, worst case scenario, something else were to happen. And that, that's a scary part. It's a great problem to have. But to your point, like, what do you do now? I mean, we have Markel questionable to play tonight in Boston. So what does that mean? If he is healthy, do you start him right away? Is he coming off the bench? Like, what's going to happen? My assumption is he'll be starting right away. Um, 
that is the one that I feel comfortable with because not for nothing, I love what Anthony Black has done so far, but he's not really impacting the game that much when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And Markel is a really good defender also. So I think it's a pretty good switch there. The big difference will be to your point, Goga and Wendell kind of, that's a tough one because Goga has really surprised me with his rebounding and his rim protection. To your point, Wendell's a great team defender. Not as much of a, a shot blocker, not as much of a, even a rebounder per se. So it's going to be tough. I think if anything, the one that may lose some minutes, if anything, might be Mo Wagner. Depending on matchups, some nights, you may have to see more minutes coming from Boga than from Mo Wagner and vice versa, depending on what we need that night from the bench. Uh, but it's great to see that Goga has found a way to make himself a, a valuable key member of our team. I mean, he's been impressive. You talk about Jalen Suggs, you talk about Cole Anthony earlier, Paolo Franz. You cannot speak anything less about Goga Potassa, man. This dude has come in. We didn't know, honestly, we didn't know what to expect from him last year. Mobamba got traded. We ended up getting him. We had no idea what he had in him. And guess what? Mobamba, who? I've said it before multiple times. We don't miss him. Like, this dude came in and is doing better things than Mobamba. Rim protection, we thought that's what Mo, Mo could give us. Goga's doing better. Scoring, rebounding, he's doing that too. So it's going to be tough. I don't want to be coach mostly, but I will say I have full faith in whatever he decides to do. It's for the better of the team. And the, he, it's, it's what he thinks is the best thing for us going forward. Now, the crazy part is we won nine in a row. We've won two here. We'll talk about it later. We have a crazy schedule coming up. But imagine how much better we can be if Markel is 100% now, if Wendell's 100% now, how much better can we be when we're now saying, hey, guys, coming in, take your time, just be threats on the court. We don't need you guys to do anything crazy. Just be out there helping us out. We got you guys. That wasn't the case before. Markel had to be productive for us to be playing well. Wendell had to be a beast on the defensive end and rebounding the ball for us to be successful. It feels like now Jalen, Paolo, and Franz kind of said, you know what? We got you guys. Take your time getting ready and integrating yourselves into what we're doing. Um, but it's exciting, man. Again, I can't recall a Magic team this deep since the 10-09 Vince Carter, Dwight Howard days when like everyone could play minutes and be impactful. Uh, so it's great to see what we've done. And I mean, major shout out to our front office. They, we've had our moments where like, we doubt what they've done. We don't know what they're doing necessarily. It's paid off really, really nicely for us. Yeah, and I, and I think that Anthony Black was a good experiment in the starting lineup because in similar ways, um, it, so if Markel Fultz were to come back and he's struggling in the beginning, can't get his offense going, uh, doesn't play a whole lot of minutes, whatever the case may be, it's exactly what we're getting with Anthony Black. Like exactly. Anthony Black, he's, he's, there's still some developmental time that we need from Anthony Black. Like, I'm actually even, I'm curious to see, um, especially with a lot of these bigger names that we've seen in this rookie class that's, that's been migrated to G League, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd sent Anthony Black to the G League for a little bit. I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, but it, it's it's a good reminder knowing that we've been successful without Markel Fultz and without Anthony Black really impacting the game. So you integrate Markel Fultz back, and we don't need Markel to drop 20 points. We, we don't need him to do anything crazy, right? It, he, him coming back automatically makes our death that much better, right? Um, and, and the team has been playing great. So um, I, I think that you bring back Markel Fultz whenever he's 115, 20%. <clears throat> he did mention in some of his interviews recently where he is closer to returning than he is not. So... Um, we are expecting for him to come back soon. Um, and his his thought process is when I come back, I want to make sure that I'm coming back for the long haul, that I'm not getting myself injured a week or two, um, you know, down the line. He he wants to make sure that he's when he comes back, he's he's not leaving the team anytime soon. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Most handles it. But as a coach who just won Coach of the Month, I think he's going to be all right. He's been doing a great job so far. No complaints on my end. And uh, they, they just got to find a way to, to adjust and, and keep it rolling. Yeah, it won't be easy like we talked about. But I think it's definitely something that I'm pretty sure he, he'll find a way to manage. And again, it's, it's positives for us. It's, it's like we just either signed a free agent or traded for Wendell Carter. Like 
they only played five games this year, and yet we've played so well without them. Again, if you would have told me a year ago, hey, man, Markel's coming back from injury, we would have been thrilled. Like, oh, my God, we'll be such a much better team. Wendell, same thing. And now here we are like, uh, how, do we, how do we incorporate them? Like, that's a great problem to have. So I'm all, I'm all here for it. And again, the schedule gets tough. So if we lose some of these games coming up, don't blame it on them. The schedule is tough. Keep that in mind. But eventually, I can say about two, two weeks, a month from now, these dudes, if they stay healthy, are going to be crucial to us making a deep playoff run. Yeah, let's let's not, you know, let's let's not forget that we are a completely better team with Markel and Wendell Carter Jr. If anything, if you mentally block out the fact that they these two were on our team this season, and you see what we're doing right now, and then in the off season, right, you add or excuse me, in the trade deadline, whatever, you add Wendell Carter and Markel Foles, you're thinking that, oh, it's a, it's a wrap. We're, we're, you know, getting to the third round. You know what I mean? So it's it's going to be fun getting them back. Um, they're, they're a big part of the team, and we know that Markel Foles, <clears throat> he's, a, he's a matchup problem. Wendell Carter, yeah, he might be undersized, but, you know, he does a lot of, of, of good. His pick and roll plays that he does, it's 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 impactful and we we've seen the damage that uh, a one-two punch from Wendell and Markel Fultz have done and you add that to what Paulo and Franz have, have already created and it's it's beautiful basketball we just need to get to that point where we're able to see them you know back on the court uh, we're gonna see uh, Markel Fultz back with us first and then Wendell Carter would, would surely follow um, but we're we're not too far along yeah, man. Now, let me, let me, as a quick follow up to that. So, again, we, we started the season really well. We played tremendously without the two of them. What has this done to you as a fan? So, just keeping it real. So, now we, we started the year saying, I think I predicted 42 wins, playing appearance. That was my expectations. I think yours was pretty similar. Now, what? And, and I'm simply saying this because we're now nine games over 500. So, even if we play just 500 basketball the rest of the season, we're still going to be a top six team in the East at this rate. Is that a lock? Do you think that that is something that we should strive for? That is the bare minimum, the sixth seed in the East? And we have to win at least two to three games in the first round to be satisfied. Is that what has happened in your mind, in your mind as well? Or are you, are you still thinking, guess what, man? Like, I'm being real. We may lose some games playing. I'll be happy with that. But what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> so my, th- these are my thoughts. I'm going to ask you a question, right? Give me three names in this upcoming draft in the one to seven range three names i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you i couldn't i couldn't tell you nobody in this like literally not one player and it's it's really because for the first time i don't care mm-hmm. none of those names matter nothing to me i i'm not and i think that that's that's the biggest takeaway that any any magic fan or anyone that has casually followed the magic is that the magic we we no longer care about the draft and in order to get to the point where you no longer care about the draft you can't be a play-in team this is this is a playoff mentality right this is whatever you get in the draft this upcoming draft is meant to to aid and help in ways that you didn't expect perfect example would be something very similar to to when we drafted Courtney Lee right so for me that's the expectation the expectation is playoffs and nothing less i see a very realistic possibility that anything lower in my opinion now where we're at if the magic were a if the magic had to battle for a plan i would consider that a disappointment and it's not not a disappointment in terms of a bad thing because that's still a successful season. That's a huge jump from last season. But because there's been so much hope, because the Magic have played so well, because the Magic are doing things that are are groundbreaking, everyone's expectations have shifted. You know, Markel Fultz for the last couple of seasons, he's been talking about fourth seed. Well, now fourth seed is a real possibility. The Magic right now are third in the East, behind Boston, behind. Milwaukee. Now the Magic have an opportunity to go back to back with Boston. So now 
and I'm sure that the Magic they're 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 hyped, they're ready to go because this is this is an opportunity that the Magic have to really really prove that they're real. Because you have Boston, Boston, then you have Miami, and then you have Milwaukee. It's rough. It's rough. That is that is a rough, 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 rough four games for any basketball team. But what makes it beautiful is that these are the top dogs in the East. You have a better record than Miami, but Miami ain't no pushover. Milwaukee, last time we played them, wasn't with Dame Lillard. So what does that look like? Now you know that Boston, they're going to make sure that they have a good night's rest. They're going to make sure that there's no partying, there's no smoking cigars, there's no none of that, right? Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, they're going to be watching the game. Eddie House, hello, you're going to be watching the game. And they're going to really see what's up. But they're going to be prepared. Because we already busted them one too many times for their life. Yeah, man. Uh, so that's the thing with me, too. Like, I'm thinking now, anything below six to me is it's disappointing at this point. But I'll be honest, too. Like, again, hopefully injuries don't happen. But if something happens... I may be okay even with a seventh seed. That's the lowest I'll take. That means that we have home court advantage. That means that we have to lose two games in the playing kind of chase at the end of the season. But ultimately, that should not be our goal. Our goal should now be top six in the East. It should be maintaining this win that we, this wins that we have racked up in the in the early season and build on that. Um, I mean, having a nine game cushion above five hundred is huge. It's not even mid December just yet. It's amazing what they've done early in the season. But to your point, the schedule gets rough between now and the end of January. And then it kind of eases up February, March, and April. So we got to survive this next 45 days. We've got to play well, get as many wins as we can. Understanding, though, that if we lose some, it's okay. Because things do get a lot easier closer to the All-Star break and then after that. So win as many as you can. Uh, but in my opinion, top six should be the goal for this team going forward. And Listen, we the magic they could do better than that. Like they I don't see I don't see why any of this can't be sustained unless injuries do happen. A lot of things have have fallen into our favor, but again, the magic the magic have shown that they can they can play great basketball against these great teams. So, we'll we'll wait to see. These next games are going to say a lot about the magic, right? They're going to they're going to tell like let's say this next game against Boston how do the Magic respond? How do they play well? How do they stop, you know, the the Jason Tatum's and, and the Jalen Brown? So I, I think that it's going to be an awesome, awesome matchup. And I think that collectively from a media standpoint, a lot of these big media heads are going to be watching to see if the Magic are for real. But in my opinion, I don't know how any of this got swept under the rug. Why wouldn't TNT or ESPN or or any of these these media like this is this is primetime TV. This is get your popcorn ready. Like it's about to go down. Like I, I, I to me, this is like people should have done research on this. Like there's there's some there's some bad blood underneath it all. Like there's 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 a lot of motivation. I'm coming into it feeling like this is a playoff game. Yep. It feels that way because it's a fight for the top of the East. The Magic have a very, very good, great opportunity to be the number one team in the East. Can you imagine how much of a chaos and frenzy will happen if the Magic go 4-0? Boston, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee. People won't know how to act. I won't know how to act. I am going to be <laughs> super reckless. Sue, don't nobody talk to me about the NBA or basketball because I am going to be reckless with my conversations think about it this way if we beat boston back to back this weekend which is gonna be a tough task but if, if we do find a way we would be 18 and 7 they would be 18 and 7 so we'll be tied potentially for the top seed in the east if we can make that happen so and don't forget they just played tonight against cleveland they won against cleveland so they are coming on a second half of back to back tonight against us we are coming up three days off if I'm mostly, man, I'm telling these guys, go out there and run. Push run. these guys. Play hard. Because they played last night. Take advantage of that. And even on Sunday, it will be our second game in a week almost. That will be their third game in four nights. Same thing. Run. Play hard. Make them work for it. 
they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. But we have an advantage when it comes to rest this time around. And you never know. Maybe they sit down Persingas tomorrow or something like that or tonight. We'll, we'll see what happens. But all I can say is, man, it's a huge weekend, to your point. It's like a mini playoffs, back-to-back games in Boston. My, I, We'll talk about it later when we wrap up the episode. But my ideal would be you got to find a way to at the very least win one game. Ideally, you sweep them. Ideally, you do. And you go back to Eddie House and we keep posting the GIF on Twitter all day long. But the reality is, if you can at least win one in Boston, that would be massive for this team. Who doesn't want to send the uh, the gif of of Raper Austin <laughs> slapping any house across the back of his head? I'm like right. That, that's part of <laughs> that's that's already part of my my magic watching experience when I play against this, when we play against the Celtics. If I can't do that, then it's just not it's not as fun. So that that's got to happen. Um, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. A lot of tough games coming up. Um, Obviously, we feel confident in our team. Um, the only thing that we can really ask for is that we stay healthy. And if we can hit some three-point shots, then that's that's just, you know, cherry on top. That's right. So early, earlier in the episode, we did talk about um, how the Magic are changing. Excuse me, not the Magic, but the Amway Center is no longer the Amway Center. <clears throat> They've already brought down the name. And there's already some names floating around from the fan base that, that people are guesstimating. If you haven't seen, we we are doing a giveaway for the person that gets it guesses it right. Um, but what are what are some of the names? What are you hoping for? Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be a name, um, or you can share a name that you hope for the sponsorship. But what are you hoping for? Is the name of our 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 home, our stadium? So let me let me say what I don't want it to be first. So I just hope it's not some random technology company tied up to some Bitcoin cryptocurrency stuff like let's not yeah, do stay, that stay away from the bitcoin stay away from that uh, that's number one number two i just hope it has some meaning to us locally in orlando like i would love for it to be i don't know Publix. i would love for it to be something to do with disney and i've said it before man like if they don't find a way to name either the arena or the new entertainment center that they're building and should be ready by 2025 and name something among the lines of the magic kingdom they're failing because, again, you've been preaching this whole protect the kingdom thing. You're already married to Disney. We know that. We as a city are married to Disney. We have to be in Orlando. Just build on it. Do it. Find a way to to, to make it even more official. Um, but, yeah, like I would love Publix. I would love Disney. Um, I don't know outside of that what else I would like, man. Uh, what about you? Anything comes to mind to you that you would like and be okay with? Yeah, so some some of the names that people people have been getting extremely creative with the <laughs> names. We've seen uh, the Olive Garden Center. We've seen uh, the PetSmart Center. <laughs> we've seen Fairwinds. We've seen Costco. We've seen Chick Fil A. Uh, Evan Health is one that we've seen multiple times. Someone was creative enough to call it the Darden Garden, like Darden Restaurants. I thought that was clever. That was yep. a good one. Um, we've seen, yeah, the Magic Kingdom Arena. I, I don't believe that will happen, but that's that's uh-huh. another one. Publix, obviously, we've seen that one. Uh, Sunrail, Brightline, Morgan and Morgan was cool. Shout out to them; they were cool enough to to respond, saying that that's that's their vote as well. So a lot <laughs> a lot of different options. Um, someone was pretty confident that you know it, it would be Verizon. We we have Papa John Center. Um, I, I don't I don't know, man. I I think that it it would make a lot of sense for uh, a sponsorship that the Magic already have to just kind of expand on that relationship. So maybe like a Kia or uh, Verizon. Uh, I don't know if Verizon was one of the ones that we've had before, but I just started noticing that they've been popping up on a lot of the highlights that the Orlando Magic have been posting. I, I don't know if maybe I just didn't notice it now that I do because I saw that comment. I don't know. Hmm. But it that that could be an option. Um, I just really hope that it's something that sounds good and it's it's respectable, right? Uh, we don't exactly. want Spirits Airline because who has a good experience with with Spirits Airlines? You know, like so. Hopefully, hopefully it's something that people people like because let's be honest, right? Everyone likes the Amway Center. Nobody has an issue with it. Everyone likes the name. It's very nostalgic, right? But if Amway Center wasn't the name before, and we had you know, the TD Waterhouse Center. I'm sure that when people, when we transition from the TD Waterhouse to Amway, people are like, eh, Amway? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, nobody's excited about the Amway. 
right? Um, so we'll 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 see what ha- we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's a it's a name that people like. Um, it's always weird, right? When they do a name change, like going to say they change from the Oracle to what? What's the name of it now? Chase, 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 Chase right? Um, same with Staples. They went from the Staples to their cryptocurrency name that they have. So uh, a lot of these names they, they are iconic, but all great things must come to an end. And what a perfect time to change the name with this new era of Orlando Magic basketball. That's honestly what I'm most excited for is the fact that we're making these changes with the team kind of growing. Again, we have the, the same incentives coming in a couple of years. So it's like there's all this hype coming up. We have money this offseason. So it's kind of all lining up nicely. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if an all-star game bid is submitted and Orlando wins it here in the next few years too. So it's, it's kind of all happening all at once. Um but to your point, make it respectable. I wouldn't mind any of those names you mentioned, the Verizons, the, you know, those top tier companies. Like, I wouldn't mind any of those because, again, they're respectable companies. Whatever, we'll get used to it. But the cool thing is that, hey, man, we don't have to wait very long. Our next home game is against the Heat. And guess what? By then, the new name should be up. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting to see what that looks like on our first home game at the new arena, whatever the name might be. Yeah, there, there was so many, uh, some of the other names that we have here. Somebody said Icy Hot. Yeah, that was interesting. Icy Hot, Rooms to Go, Universal. Um, I, I personally feel in some good old-fashioned, you know, Orlando Magic, the way that they operate, um, it, it's going to be a name that we haven't thought of. It's going to be something like super left Probably. field that we, we didn't even know. So that would that would be my guess. Yeah, there's a lot of money, a lot of money you know, being made this days in technology. Again, the whole crypto thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if some random company we never heard of, that's some random technology company. That's probably what's going to happen, but I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, I hope they learn from the Miami Heat experience, that they end up very well. Uh, so let's see. I just hope they play it right. And again, to your point, that it's kind of something that is respectable. And as we continue to win and become a better team, when they announce us on ESPN, hey, we're coming to you live from X Arena, it's something that's impactful. It, it sounds nice. It adds meaning to what we're building in Orlando. So. Let's see. Yeah, for nostalgic purposes, just bring in the arena. It was beautiful. <clears throat> Sponsorship it's, messes everything up. It doesn't thing. There's no money there. Nah, so somebody somebody needs to come up with something. We'll see. We don't have to wait very long. Another few days here before we find out. So that's exciting. Yep. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. We we should hear something again by next week. We got Boston, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee. What are your final predictions? Whew. Tough schedule, man. Give me five hundred. If we can win two of those games, I'll be thrilled. If we can win three, I'll be the one that'll be reckless on Twitter talking a bunch of cra- uh, trash to people. But in reality, you win two of those, and I'll be very impressed. Because again. It's a tough schedule, man. And again, we, we didn't play Dame the first time. They, uh, the Celtics lost Persingas that game when we played them. So we got we caught some breaks, let's be honest, in those games. Hopefully this time around we can beat, hopefully the Heat. Always good to beat them at home. Yep. And I wouldn't mind, again, the Celtics, at least one of them in Boston. But uh, anything better than that would be icing on the cake. How about you? Yeah, listen, I just want to keep kicking Boston down as, as much as we can. If we go 50%, give me, give me the two ones against Boston. It, like get give me give me that, um, Boston. We know they're going to be a team that's going to be in the top of the East. Milwaukee also. Um, I like our chances with Milwaukee. Uh, they're obviously going to come back swinging because of the retaliation for being there without Dame. But if we can get Boston, Boston, that would that would be uh, that that would that would make me feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside. So give me give me give me fifty percent both games against Boston. I'll be a happy camper. You know what I just thought about uh, Janice last night? You guys all probably seen this already, the whole thing that happened in Indiana, the game ball. He went to the locker room. That is not allowed by the NBA. So my thinking is, do they suspend Janice three, four, five games because of his actions? He may miss that game in, against the Magic. We may I mean, catch a break all, there. It, it was also in Milwaukee. I'm sure they're a little True. more lenient than it's, it's his house. True. True. But I'm just saying, um, maybe, maybe we'll catch a break there. Maybe. Not, not very he likely. Was, he, but... was, he was a little hostile. So, um, But shout out to the Indiana Pacers for not, for not <laughs> complying. Right, shout out to, to, to Miles. Shout out to Buddy Heald. Good for them. And I think they, they gave him like a random basketball that he says, 
um he doesn't he doesn't believe it was it was the right one but um i, I mean listen we're we're talking about it right now we got a few minutes left what what do you what do you think who do you feel like is in the right who do you feel like it's in the wrong it's tough man because that the rookie, that rookie, the rookie from... only scored he only scored one point but this is the thing he actually scored a point on saturday night against the lakers on that final for the instant tournament so it technically count. that was that's the thing, but that was technically his count. first point in the NBA. It doesn't count. And there's a lot of pettiness going on. Indiana, Milwaukee, they had some <laughs> some count. some stuff going on, but I, I don't know, man. I, I respect Indiana for sticking to their grounds. That's our ball. That's for our rookie. We're keeping it. I respect him for that. But I also can understand Janice, man, that, that if I score 60 points, heck, if I score 40 points in the NBA, and that's like a record for me, I won that ball. So I get it from both sides. But Janice didn't have to act the way he did. I'll tell you that much. Like that was kind of reckless. Yeah, because he, here, here's here's the thing, and I think Mark Cuban was the one that that kind of said it. It's like if if he really wanted it for the scoring, he could have kept the box score, had his all his teammates sign it, and it would have been a little more meaningful. Why does he want True. to keep? Why does he want to keep the basketball? You know, it's something so, to do with the tradition with his mom. Like anything like record breaking that he does, he gives to his mom. And he writes like a nice I, little I guess, thing but, on it. But yeah. here, here's here's the thing. Once that basketball is taken all the way over to the locker room, that in my mind, that's it. That ball is gone. There's True. nothing that you that anyone can possibly tell this man that would allow for anyone to trust that what they're saying is is accurate they could have gave him the right basketball you know, is he really is he really going to believe it? that that ball's already entered like out of your perspective view so that uh, i'm he, he definitely took it overboard um even damian lillard was looking at him like dude relax it's not that serious <laughs> um but that was that was definitely out of character for for yeah guys. you know who's to blame though 100 percent the head of security for the Milwaukee Bucks, he actually had the ball when the final buzzer sounded. He went to the ref, he got the ball, and then not sure what happened. Like from there, I know who he gave it to, something happened, but technically it's all his fault because he had the ball, the original ball. You could see it, he had it. I just don't know what happened between then and Janis getting interviewed and going back to the locker room. Something happened there where the ball got kind of misplaced. But I'm like, you had it, run, go to the locker room, save it for him, you're done, that's your night. So if anyone's to blame, is that guy. <laughs> yeah. If he would have dropped 70, then I feel like he would have had more more of a of an argument. The 64, hey, he'll, he'll do it again. Just wait until you play against oh, yeah. the Pistons. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, it is a wrap. I appreciate you guys for listening. This episode was presented by Bet Online. We'll catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.